Hey y'all, DJ Louie here just dropping a preview of this week's Pop Pantheon All Access episode in which Russ and I are processing the rise of Tate McRae, especially as it pertains to her sophomore album Think Later, which dropped a couple of weeks ago. Some have tracked Tate's rise through pop, her metamorphoses through various styles over the last three years or so. Some have been shocked by what seems like her immediate ascendancy to the top of the pop starlet chain with her hit Greedy. But Russ and I are here to talk about how it all happened, what's working, what's not, how we're feeling about Think Later, and what Tate McRae's Rise says about the story of pop stardom at the current moment. If you enjoy this snippet and you want to hear the rest of the episode, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash poppantheon or click the link in the show notes of this episode. Good morning, Louie. Good morning, Russ. How are you? I am fantastic. I am very excited today because we get to talk about something that I have been talking to you about all year, the new undisputed queen of pop, Tate McRae. Is this like a Canadian pride thing? (laughs) It might be. Uh, In all honesty, though, we are here because Tate McRae has had a big breakout moment this fall. She scored this global number one with a viral hit called Greedy. She did SNL, a Billboard cover story. She is set to headline Madison Square Garden. And she just released her sophomore album, Think Later. Louie, are you on the Tate train? Am I on the Tate train? Hmm. I guess, broadly speaking, like... Not really. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, I I don't know how to answer that question properly. Like, I'm definitely like interested in like what's happening. Tell me what your journey to Tate McRae has been. How did you discover her? What have your first impressions been? And how would you characterize the sort of moment that she has had this fall? I'd say my journey to Tate McRae has been like pretty recent. I think you've maybe been the person that's like most made me aware of her initially. I feel like I'm more or less in line with like the majority of millennials who have had this like strange sensation over the last three to four weeks of like, oh my God, when did Tate McRae become like the biggest new pop girly? That's been my journey. I've like, maybe I was aware of her name. It hasn't really been a journey. It's been more of like a alien invasion that like happened overnight. Are you going to explain hockey to me in the course of this conversation? I can try, yes. <laughs> I want to take a step back and I want to tell you a little bit about Tate McRae. Does that sound good? Please explain. Okay, so Tate McRae is from Calgary, Alberta, the Texas of Canada. Are you familiar at all with the province of Alberta? No. All right. Well, I am here in Ontario, but I am originally from the prairies and I know a little thing or two. Alberta has wonderful Rocky Mountains. It is a very beautiful place, particularly in the winter. Incredible geography, beautiful animals, and just like the politics of hell. It is the most conservative place in the country by a landslide. Anybody who has conservative values from other places around the country moves there and works in the oil fields. It is not necessarily representative of the rest of our country, Mm -hmm. but it is an interesting place for this girl to come from. And I think that some of her, at least aesthetics, speak to uh, the pretty clean girls of Alberta. I like took so long to understand what was on her shins in this album cover. Like I was stared at it for so long and I was like, why? What is, is this like a, like a fashion boot of some sort? Like I was like, what is this? And then I realized it's like hockey shin guards. 
Yeah, I got to tell you, I had a pretty similar experience at the Tate McRae concert that I saw earlier this year because she was wearing on one hand a hockey glove. She has really made hockey part of her aesthetic. Obviously, she comes from hockey territory. Apparently, her father was a big hockey guy. Her brother was. And she dated an NHL hockey player who some of the songs on this album are potentially about. But yes, she has turned hockey into her thing. Right. Can I ask a question? Yes. Is Tate McRae like for straight people? I think a little bit, yes. I think this is like one of the reasons I'm maybe having like, I don't want to say like a hard time, but like maybe the reason like she's not like someone that's really clicking for me totally is like, is she not for me? I think it's rare to have like a dancing diva pop girly that feels like really not oriented towards gay people. I think that she is gesturing very recently a lot towards the... 2000s era pop stars and that is certainly for gay people but i do think that the way she looks is for the male gaze i wanted to ask you about comps for her from either this current moment or recent pop history but in terms of the aesthetics somebody that i was actually thinking about a lot as i was consuming the visuals for tate mccray is carmen electra <laughs> one-time muse of prince there's a, a lot of similarities between the way that carmen electra's pop career aesthetically looked in terms of the hair whips and the sexy dancing and what tate has been doing this fall i can't say that i'm like intimately familiar with carmen electra as like a pop star i mean i definitely definitely am aware of her as a like pop cultural figure. The way I've been thinking about Tate McRae like aesthetically is like the hot girl that like hangs with the guys at the frat party and is like down to watch sports and like drink beer but also is like a sex sexy sex sexy girl like a sexy girl who like will like do a keg stand that is very much so alberta culture mm -hmm. too i've got to say okay well if that's on purpose she's achieving it like i but <laughs> but like it's it definitely feels disconnected from like the general sense that like female pop stars especially who dance like are playing primarily towards gay people correct i agree with you more or less stepping back about tate all the way she was a competitive dancer she was known apparently for putting her leg directly above her head. Mm. I have heard that her leg had a chokehold on the competitive dance community. She still does the same move in her music videos and her stage performances. Mm -hmm. She was a voice actress for a children's television show in Canada and then she was a dance vlogger. In 2016, she did So You Think You Can Dance. She came in third. She was like 12 or 13 mm. at the time. Mm -hmm. So very much a student of dance. And then she started writing her own songs and posting them on YouTube. Mm -hmm. She got 39 million views for the song called One Day before she was signed. She ended up releasing it independently and it went gold in Canada. She didn't get a record deal for another couple of years after that. But then she signed with RCA. She's done a couple EPs. She had a song from one of her EPs by Billie Eilish and Phineas called Tear Myself Apart. Can you see my handshake? Heart is now in And she actually got a solid bit of success in Canada before she started to break in the U.S. That song peaked in the top 15 on Canadian pop radio. It went gold here. She's done very well in four years. She's had eight top 40 songs in Canada. Wow. So she definitely has been supported by Canadian radio a lot. She had this big viral breakout hit in 2020 called You Broke Me First. It's now got 
a billion streams on Spotify. Mm. And this is actually her sophomore album. She put an album last year in 2022. I used to think that I could fly. It was sort of a, a middling hit. It did go top 20 on the Billboard 200, but wasn't massive. Mm. And she had the song that I'm sure you have heard with Tiesto, 1035. It was a platinum hit in the UK. All I know is 1035. Tell me what you have heard from Tate McRae. I did make you a little playlist of essential Tate songs. What do you think of Tate McRae's pre-greedy career? I want to state also again, like I felt like kind of like impulsively resistant to her for like most of this time. So like I I'm, I wasn't really familiar with most of this music. It felt to me as a lot of her career, as a lot of her music does, I guess we'll talk about this more when we're talking about Think Later. But like there's a feeling of like, again, and I, I mean, I don't want to like remove her agency, but like the most, uh, let me put it this way. The most interesting thing about Tate McRae to me is like, that was just a preview. If you want to hear the rest of that episode, plus at least three bonus episodes of this show per month, you can subscribe at patreon.com slash poppantheon or by clicking the link in the show notes of this episode.